Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Alicia Deal. Alicia is a chef and food stylist. Alicia, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. You are a California girl who grew up in Santa Monica. That's true. How did you find yourself here in Sonoma County? Um, Well, long story short, my grandparents moved from Palm Desert to Calistoga, California about 12 years ago. And I was living in Seattle at the time that they moved. And um, I just wanted to come back to California. And Calistoga first was where I ended up. And then Sonoma makes more sense for my work. And I I love Sonoma County. So I'm happy to be here. So you actually live in the town of Sonoma. I do. And we are in your home right now, which is a darling home. Very charming. How would you describe your decor in, the, in your home? I love to pick things up when I'm traveling. And so it's fairly eclectic, I would say, for those who can't see it. Um, my partner and I both like to pick up little trinkets while we're out. And we have some masks from Guatemala and we have, um, I have a cowhide I just picked up in Santa Fe last weekend that I love. It's my newest addition. Um, yeah, so I, I love them to mix and match and get lots of different things. Well, I travel. Those are the souvenirs I like, bowls and things for my home that remind me of the places I've been. You live within walking distance of Sonoma Square. Yes, I do. Did you purpose? Yeah, you are (laughs) lucky. Did you you purposely chose to do that? I did. We did look um, both. uh, Tom and I are really interested in in being a part of our community. And the square is such a beautiful place to meet and gather. We love the Tuesday night farmers markets and it was summer when we moved here and we were just drawn to the idea that we could bike or walk and and see our friends from both Napa and Sonoma in the square and it's a beautiful historic place so we love being in the center of town as much as possible but it's very much like a neighborhood here it's where true. you live yeah but, but you've got like this little oasis because you've got a garden and you're you're just surrounded by trees and it's very quiet here yeah. it's a great neighborhood we're really happy here why Sonoma? I mean, Sonoma County has a lot of different towns. I know you, you said just moments ago that you, this was a good location for your business. Mm-hmm. But Sonoma County has a lot of different cities. You might say this one's the most centrally located. Mm-hmm. But tell us why Sonoma. Um, well, my, my partner Tom works in the wine industry. And then I, as a food stylist and, and chef, um, end up working a lot in San Francisco, Oakland, all over the Bay Area. So um, Sonoma is great in that it is centrally located to the Bay, but it's still, I love the North Bay. I love getting out of the city, but I also love having access to it. And also as far as Sonoma goes, I love Sonoma County. It's a lot, uh, it's it's a large county with a lot of diversity. I love all the farms and uh, the farmers grow amazing things here. I love that there's a coast in Sonoma County. We go out there and eat oysters and enjoy ourselves. There's a, a diverse 
landscape and also um, just lots of different things to go do. So we love it. So we're going to talk about your career here in a moment, but let's get to know a little bit more about you. Do you have any hobbies? I do have hobbies. I think a lot of them tend to work into my work. Um, like I love grocery shopping and it's something I have to do all the time, but I love going to the farmer's market. I love chatting with farmers and getting to know what's growing on their land, um, seeing if I can come visit. It's great to have those connections. And then, um, so I do a lot of that. I like to ride my bike whenever I get the chance and riding around Sonoma County is beautiful. So that's, um, it's a really something that was a very strong hobby and something I try to keep up uh, with my busy schedule and driving around the bay all the time. So you got a few tattoos, I see. You want to tell us a little bit about those? Um, <laughs> sure, we can talk is about Is there a tattoos. story behind them? Maybe not all of them, but yeah, no, the one that I'm seeing right about. now is on your arm. Um, yeah, this is my cornucopia. So I got this tattoo shortly after I graduated from culinary school when I was about 20 years old. And what I say is that all of these vegetables changed my life. Um, I grew up with peas being my favorite vegetable, but I had never shelled a pea. Um, I'd never had a fresh pea. I, I just thought they came from the freezer or from a can or whatever. So going to culinary school in Seattle, um, I, I learned about all these amazing uh, farm fresh produce that you can, you can get when you have those connections. And, and that got me on a path uh, where I, to where I am today, really. So this is like sort of a totem to that. And also the cornucopia, the basket itself is representative of, of women and the um, crafts womanship of, of weaving and just ancient, ancient crafts that, and skills that women have typically mastered. And I just, I really love honoring that. And so you have a fork on your forearm. I do have a fork. The fork is for my grandmother. Um, Tell us the story of that. Well, my grandmother picked up, um, I actually got a lovely chance to travel with her and my grandfather in 2010 for a little bit in France. I was in Europe for a long time that year, but I, I had like a month where I got to be with them quite a bit. And my grandmother had picked up this beautiful fork at a flea market. And um, it's actually, it's much bigger than this and it's, it's a little different than this, but this tattoo was done by hand um, by someone from, from Germany. So it was... Uh, a special tattoo to to get to honor my grandmother and I have a little rose in there as well to honor her because she grows did grow the most amazing roses so it sounds like she may no longer be with us she's not but she's always with me especially with uh, these little reminders that I keep all around absolutely that's 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 a, a great tribute to her yeah she was sure. an amazing woman really like my hero so that's nice yeah so nice going to switch gears a little yeah, bit. No so problem. I'm I'm looking around your house, looking at a lot of wine. <laughs> we are in wine country. What some people might be surprised to learn is that people that actually work in the wine industry don't always drink wine. But that being said, I'm curious to know what do you drink at home? Um I I do enjoy wine, but my partner is really the wine guy, and I drink whatever he pours me. But rosé is my favorite. Like, if I just had to tell you what, what my favorite kind of wine is, right. rosé is the easiest answer for me. I think it goes with so many different foods. It's perfect early in the afternoon, um, you know, at whatever time is appropriate that day. And it's um, that's my favorite. In Provence, I really fell in love with rosé. But I, um, I like to make 
like spritz cocktails with um, just like a I love Campari, Campari soda. Um, I love Jardesca is a is actually from Sonoma County. It's like a, a wine aperitif that's similar to Lillet, but made all with herbs and and wine from Sonoma County. And that actually is I should be an ambassador for them if they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jardesca. And um, that is like the most refreshing thing for me in spring and summer after work. Just a soda water, plain soda water and lime and uh, Jardesca. I'll have Where to make it for you Jardesca? sometime. Jardesca is, um, I believe that they are in santa rosa or healdsburg i'm not exactly sure where they make it hmm. but um but i can find out that's a good tip everyone yeah <laughs> i'll need to go track you can them find down. it at bottle barn in santa rosa you can oh. find it at some specialty food stores in all over the bay area okay so we all know our our new next <laughs> uh, little cocktail to sip on exactly you can throw some herbs in there it's very like floral and herbal and just really refreshing super yummy super so you like wine you like a little spritzer mm-hmm. you're good to go is there something about you that mm-hmm. people might be surprised to learn about that you can tell us <laughs> i have a lot of secrets no i'm just <laughs> kidding um yeah there's i mean the easiest one is to tell you that i lived in india when i was uh, 13 to 15 years old and that's people are surprised to hear that but i guess that um lends a lot when you learn that about me it's like a this eclectic kind of uh worldly person like that that maybe started at that age and at that place in that time so you I have to ask what took you to India and what was that experience like um it was to be honest a very difficult experience at the time but I've learned to pull from it and appreciate from it what has made me uh, the, the positive things that helped shape me into the adult that I am today but to come of age at that time in India it was very challenging and I have um, a lot of sisters and I have I'm the middle of five kids so my my family moved there as uh, they were they started a small church there that it didn't really fit what at that time I, I kind of started to explore the world in other ways and it, I'm not evangelical myself but I um, in retrospect, can appreciate the experience that I had there. So two years. Yeah, two years. Well, you're right. I I didn't know that about you, and <laughs> I'm surprised. But I think, you know, I think life's about experiences. So certainly yeah. that's one that, like you said, that you reflect back on and you appreciate now. Yeah, absolutely. It, it made me very strong and also very comfortable to travel almost anywhere in the world. And um, that is something I'm very grateful for. Other favorite places that you've enjoyed traveling? I know that you just came <laughs> back from Santa Fe, but yeah. other places. Um, uh, well, I love to travel internationally whenever I get the chance. I have a long list of places I still need to go. But I was in uh, Mallorca, which is a small island off the coast of Spain, uh, like a half-hour flight from Barcelona. Um, I shouldn't tell anyone about it. It's too special. But it's a beautiful place, um, pretty easy to get to. After you get to Barcelona, it's very easy, and that was... That was a wonderful trip for me. Just I went on my own and met really nice people and was able to, um, I went to a wine fair there and was able to taste some wines of the island and went to a wonderful restaurant called Canataneta that had all foods just from the island. Uh, Very 
beautiful restaurant. Three sisters run it together. I fell in love with that place and bought some beautiful glassware from them. And just, I had such an amazing time in my orchid. So that's my most recent favorite. Right. But, um, but yeah, I've been in New Zealand and El Salvador and I mean, I've, I've spent a lot of time in Europe and I love, I love Ireland and I love Italy. I like, I just love to travel and top favorite country so far. I thought I knew the answer to that question, but now it's, uh, I think that Italy is probably my favorite place to eat and uh, it's not the easiest one to travel in. I've driven a, a large camper van in Italy and I don't recommend getting anything over 20 feet if you're going to Italy, but um, super nice people, amazing food, just it's it's a kind of a wild it's they're not uh, as strict or I love Germany as well and that place like you won't get lost in Germany but in Italy you might just kind of get lost and there's some beauty in getting lost I think Absolutely. learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com you know you love wine and with total wine and more you'll always drink interesting Total Wine & More has a ridiculously large selection of over 8,000 wines. From California to Australia, Bordeaux to Argentina, all the best wine regions in the world can be found in their aisles. Whether you're looking for a rare vintage or something fun and quaffable, Total Wine & More is the place for those who know wine. Let's talk about your career now. <laughs> That's yeah, well, you kind of touched on it a little bit. But before we talk about where you are today, let's talk about your first job ever. Do you remember what it was? Yes, my first paid, my first job that was official that wasn't, you know, like sort, sorting mail for my, <laughs> for my family or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was a server at a retirement home in Vancouver, Washington. And I wanted to work in the kitchen. I was 15 years old. I've, I've wanted to work in the kitchen since I was 12. And they wouldn't let me. Um, I think for good measure, like there were Safety. some, yeah, some, right. and some, some characters in the kitchen that uh, it was better that I was with other people my age. And, um, but I got that job because I, I, I basically told them when I interviewed, like, listen, I, I love and respect elderly people and I love their stories and I, I mean, at, at 15, I just wanted to be around older people. I guess it makes sense because my grandparents are my favorite people ever. But um, I have a lot of respect for people who are older than me and always have, which probably aged me a little faster. But um, yeah, super fascinating experience working with people who are towards the end of their lives and um, some really kind people. And also just what you see, it was a, it was a, it was a very good experience and also a good way to enter into the restaurant industry. So literally, you started in the industry that, you know, in some ways, in the industry that you ended up in. I have been in the food world my entire life. life. Yes. Amazing. Not yeah. not <laughs> very many people can say that, that yeah. they started in the same field that they ended up in. I feel lucky. And I learn, I continue to learn. It's wonderful. I mean, you've learned all different parts of the business yes absolutely so today you are this amazing food stylist <laughs> thank you <laughs> how did you decide that that's what you wanted to do I mean, that's an interesting profession it is um it's an interesting profession that is I say it's kind of top secret like I feel like most people 
they don't understand what it is or they have no idea of what it is and then I explain it and it's still it's still a lot to it's just strange and I was one of those people I didn't know what it was um I went to culinary school and I um, graduated from that I had worked in restaurants I was working as a cook and and a chef throughout and then I I went and studied and before just I'm sorry I want to interject there I mean were those was that satisfying it was satisfying, but when I, I went to culinary school mm-hmm. when I was 18, right. um, I, I wanted to go sooner than that. I couldn't, I, I, you know, I graduated early from high school. I was trying to get in there, but, um, yes, I love cooking and I love farm to table cooking. I find, uh, the kitchen environment to be restrictive in, in some ways. Um, I mean, I read a lot. There's a lot of you know, the chef's struggle. There's the classic chef's struggle, the hours, um, the, the physical labor of it all. And also just, um, I mean, there's a, there's a long list of things that make working in a kitchen difficult. I was 20 years old working in a kitchen in Seattle and the chefs there, the cooks there who I, I admired and wanted to be like these guys who were all 20, 25 years older than me. They all were like, you have potential. You should get out of here like and I was like no I'm a line cook for life I'm with you guys and they were like no you should you like you should go back to college and I thought they were just trying to get me out of the kitchen it just made me like more I was like I'll be tough I'll show them but one of the sous chefs had gone to Evergreen State College where you can do some of your own uh, learning you can drive your own education it's a liberal arts college in Olympia Washington and he really inspired me because he was able to travel to Spain while he was a student at Evergreen and study there and study some cooking and also history and stuff. And so I, they, they helped me move along my career. Um, these guys who, who I was working with, who I'm still close with and consider like big brothers of mine, um, they and many other people, you know, kind of kept, people have kept helping me along. I have so many people to thank for the path that I've taken. But so with food styling, after after working in this restaurant and going to Evergreen and studying sustainable agriculture and traveling, and that's where I got that experience to be in Europe, and all of that was amazing. But at the end, I had a culinary degree and a bachelor's in sustainable agriculture and wasn't sure where to go if I went back into the kitchen or back to working on farms. I, just, I realized I chose two very difficult career paths for myself. Um, hard labor and, and low income for a long time. And so I, um, I was looking for something else for another job, basically not, not really searching that hard. I figured I'd just go get another kitchen job, but I had a friend who was a producer at a studio in Seattle and she, um, I'm so grateful to her. She, she reached out to me and I was actually in California at the time, but going back to Seattle and she uh, hired me to assist on a Starbucks shoot for Tazo Tea and also with Alaska Seafood Marketing Institute. And on my first day of assisting, you know, she told me what, what I would be paid. And I was like, I, I don't know what food styling is, but I'm broke. I'm a broke college graduate. Like, I'm there. Like, give, give me work. That's great. And have always been, I mean, my work ethic is a big part of who I am. So I, I went and did it on that very first day. I, I fell in love with it. So I was an assistant food stylist for over five years before I became a lead food stylist, which I uh, am so grateful to have found this career. It was a long path, and I kept going back and forth, cooking, um, 
cooking on farms and doing doing so many different things while I was an assistant and that's how I met my partner and it's all it's good that to continue to branch out and with food or with any chosen career anything you do that is even remotely related to it will all continue to build that platform Um, so I'm really glad that I've continued to diversify and had a career that is freelance that allows me to diversify but now I am like I am full on and very busy and very grateful with my food styling career. You positioned yourself very nicely. I mean, you really stayed focused to hone your craft and and marketed yourself, clearly. <laughs> so it's great that you're busy. I think the marketing thing is the hardest thing for me personally. I think a lot of people have a hard yeah. <laughs> time marketing themselves. But what I, where I find solace in that is a lot of my work has just come from referrals or come from like that work ethic and come right. from people seeing me put my head down and 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 be that focus and that drive and I think you you noted on my efficiency when you came over while we were shooting on the book the other day um and I just I, I appreciated that compliment so much because that is that's the years of of the craft that that make it easier for me to do these very complicated projects I love how detailed you are. I love the fact that you gave me a list of, you know, like a shot list. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I love how how thorough you are. I mean, Thank you. And yes, we I popped by when they were shooting some recipes for our Sonoma County book the other day. Mm-hmm. And, and she is amazing. <laughs> she makes everything look so beautiful. Thank you, And Michelle. mouth-watering good. <laughs> And that's exactly what you want. Yeah, it's my pleasure to bring that food to the page and um, hopefully inspire people to cook something or make something nice for their family. To me, I always try to bring it back to to cooking because food styling can get very far away from from what I came from, which is you know farm to table food. And sometimes I'm sorting individual you know pieces of oats or gummy bears or you know I work on all sorts of different projects yeah and packaging and all of that but but um inspiring people with food is so exciting to me yeah I'm I'm sure it's interesting to see the reactions people have to your work it is it's amazing that's actually it's funny you say that because I've been talking about marketing and all that I mean I'm trying to be more uh, on Instagram and people love to see my work and I'm more I don't want to say shy but I guess a little bit like I'm very busy and I'm kind of guarded and I'm just like I'm just doing my work and some people a lot of my work is kind of top secret and I can't really show that much of it but when I get a chance to show something and I I people are so excited to see what it is and it surprises me what excites people and what doesn't there was a photo of four oranges like on a blue surface very simple but people love that and just psychologically it's interesting what what makes people it the, the art of it yeah, yeah. Like what what gets a reaction and what type of reaction and you know sometimes I get to do stuff that's very artistic and off the wall and it's not it's not a recipe at all it's just something I made up and mm-hmm. and that's really fun too so I love I love playing with food honestly that's where I how I got where I am today I've just been playing with food my whole life your whole life <laughs> <laughs> and I hope to continue and you get paid for it that's yes, awesome it right? is awesome and so. and food styling is a unique career in that as well that it is I've found I've was guided to and able to find a career in food 
because I just assumed I would just be broke my whole life. I mean, I grew up that way. You accept that as your reality. And um, food styling is a career that you are fairly paid for your work and you, you work hard and these projects can be long or they can be a day and no matter what, they're a lot of work. And, uh, but you, you earn that and you also are compensated in a way like I've been able to see my life improve and, and what I can afford, you know, to go to Mallorca and all of these things and be able to travel is a dream for me. So I'm so glad I found something that I get to be passionate about and also grow up as I like to put it and you know watch my watch myself grow not only personally and emotionally but like financially it's 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 very reassuring and exciting for me I think you know everybody wants to I think there's a lot of people I won't say everyone but wants to find a job that they can have fun with every day absolutely. and get paid for it. Absolutely. And it's it the dream. like that's what you have found. <laughs> um, so that's awesome. Is there someone along the way that has inspired you or who has been a mentor for you? Absolutely. I mean, like I said, so many people, I just, um, I'm so grateful. I think that a few people I could just mention my, um, culinary instructor who from Seattle Culinary Academy uh, which is at Seattle Central Community College in Seattle. It's a beautiful culinary school. Karen Jurgensen, she is amazing. She's a champion of of farm-to-table and sustainable cooking and uh, just a sustainable life. She's amazing and always so encouraging of me and encouraged me to um, apply for for experiences with women chefs and restaurateurs which got me on farms in ireland and she just at every step of the way she she's always been there for me and you're still in touch with her today absolutely yeah she's um whenever i go to seattle i try to see her she works on a farm in eastern washington in the summer and i've i've spent up anywhere from two days to a month out there with her uh, a couple summers and i i went last summer just to visit for um, it's called Quillasasket. It's a beautiful farm, and they do classes. And um, Karin teaches people how to forage and do all sorts of really amazing things. Um, what would you say to a young woman who says, "I want to be a food stylist"? What advice would you give her? My advice is because I do get that quite a lot. Um, I'm very from my culinary training. I'm very respectful of the process of learning your trade. Um, food styling is something that a lot of people are interested in. And like, you know, there's so much blogging, there's everyone has a phone, everyone has a camera, anyone can take a picture of food, right? But people quickly learn that uh, there is, a, it is very nuanced. And being a food stylist does take years of training. I would say to a young woman who wanted to be a food stylist to buckle up and get and and be prepared to practice patience because you can probably assist people for about a year and then start to try to do your own stuff but to become for me in my path I see every time I do a job like oh I learned this thing four years ago working with this one person or these all these different things that I've gathered that took five years to gather um so 
working hard and being willing to assist people and intern first and then which I I think people should get paid for their work and I also think that um, food stylists shouldn't have to pay to train someone too much I mean it's a it is a competitive field and so you have to you have to email people and ask them if you can help them and you have to be humble and patient and be willing to take out the garbage and wash my dishes <laughs> all of that and then you learn as you go there's not there are food styling training courses that people can take and um, that's not my path that's not how I would go about it but I also think it's great to educate yourself and there's lots of different ways to to accomplish a goal but I think I think apprenticing more or less and assisting and and respecting the process and respecting the people who have have learned before you and graciously learning from them um, is the best way to do it. Okay. Well, on that note, why don't we wrap things up with what I like to call five quick questions. Okay. So you're not supposed (laughs) to think about these. I won't look. (laughs) She's covering her paper. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. All right. I'll stare off. No, no. (laughs) I have, I have a, couple of different choices here oh i see here we go who is your favorite music group radiohead what's the last piece of candy you ate these sour triple bears that i bought last night in calistoga (laughs) what's the weirdest thing in your purse right now like five different gemstones that are totems for good luck what's your go-to karaoke song Half Breed by Cher is the one I had the most success with. (laughs) Okay. And what's one, and I know there's probably many, but what's one favorite restaurant in wine country? I really like Evangeline in Calistoga. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like, there are so many. That's it. That's it. (laughs) I should have said something in Sonoma, but I haven't been here that long. Alicia, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.